It's about time to take your great idea and turn it into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. Are you trying to showcase your work or sell products of any kind? Well, you can use their beautiful templates and customize just about anything and make a beautiful website all by yourself. And if you get stuck, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help. Go to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, yeah, you. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to startle you. I just, I'm very excited about this thing that I'm about to tell you about right now. My podcast, Not Too Deep, is a show on full screen that you can watch with your eyeballs thanks to AT&T. You can get more details and sign up for full screen at fullscreen.com slash ATT. You can get a year's worth of streamable content at no extra cost if you're an eligible AT&T wireless customer. Look, the first year's on them. So what do you have to lose? You get to watch us talk at people the same way I'm talking at you. But imagine seeing my face do this. Oh, it's a brave new world. Hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Said You, Not Me. I'm not putting words in your mouth. Not Too Deep, hosted by me, Grace Ann Helbig the first. Guess what, guys? We got another exciting episode with, guess what? Another exciting guest. And this is actually a guest that we have been trying to have on the podcast for maybe over a year at this point now. It's the always funny music master, mistress of musicals. Is that okay to say? It's Rachel Bloom, uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend. Maybe you've heard of a little show like that. She won, you know, just a couple little awards, uh, Golden Globe, uh, People's Choice Award, and a Critics choice award i think maybe not people's choice another award basically she's got a lot of accolades for doing really creative innovative art and she made time for us to talk about really dumb stuff we talk about spanks we talk about bidets uh we talk about just like life and um just so much just so much so explore the world of rachel bloom on this episode of not too deep enjoy not not too deep we're doing it. We're here. We are. We're here with Rachel Bloom. I'm Woo. so excited. Woo. Bloom, real last name. Yeah. What's the nationality? Uh, Bloom, it, it was originally Bakhmutsky, oh. which is uh, Russian Jews. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked up the origin and it is literally from people from Bakhmut, which was a shtetl in, in the Ukraine, uh-huh. which was renamed, but now is back to being Bakhmut. Okay. So shout out to Bakhmut. Yeah, they're huge fans of the podcast. Huge fans of this <laughs> podcast, yeah. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for making time. Oh, my pleasure. Because it's award season now. So are you in like full swing of putting dresses on and doing hair and makeup? It, yes, I am. Although it's not, it's more award season for like movie stuff. Right, right, But I just did the Golden Globes, which was a whole thing. Yeah, how is that experience for you? It's really interesting. I mean, the thing that I say is like, when you you get out to Hollywood and start to pursue the arts, it's not like you think it's the way it's going to be is when you're a little kid. It's yeah. like there's a scene in the Muppet movie where Orson Welles hands Kermit and friends the standard rich and famous contract. Yes, yes, yes. It's that you don't walk into an office. I mean, you have meetings with agents, obviously, but everything is like way more gradual yeah. and chill. Um, but the Golden Globes really feel like when you're a little kid and you're yeah. like, I want to be a famous actress, like… All of it, the the red carpet, the mm-hmm. champagne, the like the gowns. I right. wore like a full on gown. People no, it was beautiful. On. Thank you. I mean, but the, it's also uh, it feels like 
a lot of a process where it's like everything's done, everything's fancy, and like the yes. actual like existing in the gown and the hair and the makeup feels like a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm someone who spent most of their life aspiring to look like the way I thought normal people looked. And I could never <laughs> quite do it. Like I could never quite do the math on how to like, I mean, there are pictures of me that I was looking at from college. My outfits are just like <laughs> truly ghastly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, and I like knew it, but I didn't know oh, yeah. how to, and, and, and same thing with makeup and also yeah. clothes fitting um, and doing your hair. Mm-hmm. And now that I get my hair and makeup done, especially for events like that, and yeah. I have a stylist making a, you know, I have someone Make- making me a dress. It's like, oh, um, it, it, it's such a, there is such a gap between yeah. when I get my stuff done for that and when I'm just dressing myself. The gap is getting smaller. That's good. But it's you, a learning curve. But I really feel like there's part of the danger of it is like, because I'd read a lot of teen mag. I know this yeah. is not too deep, but <laughs> I'd read a lot of magazines as, you know, a middle yeah. school or as a teen. And it's like, get Jennifer Aniston's red carpet look. And yeah. it's like, you can't. No, unless you I, hire 10 people. But But also it's like not even hire, it's hiring people, but also hiring people who specialize in doing red carpet looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like as, and I think we're starting to do this more, but like acknowledge that it's playing dress up. Yeah. And that this is not how people look. Yes. And even when you see people on television, uh, it's oftentimes not how people really look. So I think that that is, that's always really hard in, you know, people from film and TV, like get their look get how they dress. And it's like, well, they're getting all this, like these free clothes. Yeah. They have a stylist mm-hmm. dressing them. I mean, I just learned how to tailor. I just learned recently that I'm a petite. Didn't know that. Hey. Didn't, I didn't realize that I was short-waisted. Now <laughs> I get all my shirts taken in because I have a tiny waist. Well, that's the thing too. Not a I, tiny waist, but like a tiny, I have a very little torso. Right. And so like clothing as it's made like for mass, you know, sale in stores isn't made to fit everyone. And I always forget that as an adult, you can make changes like that. You can take yes. something to a store and get it tailored. And so it fits you better. You can, it's same with like furniture and decor too. Like you can get a couch reupholstered if you like the couch and it's just not the right color. There's so many options when you're an adult. So many options. But I feel like you have a very, you have a very good, like, like, I mean, you're tall. I'm tall, but you I have also a good have shaped a shaped torso. I have a short torso. When really? I sit on my foot a lot because I have a short torso. When I sit down, my friend that's like 5'2", she and I look like we're the same height. I'm like 75% legs, which oh. is like from my mother who is also like 75% legs. My whole family, if you put us next to each other, we just look like a bunch of gumbies standing in a line <laughs> with each other, which is really fun. But you can see that we're related. It's adorable. Um, but it seemed like I've gone to a, just a, like a couple award shows and the funniest part to me is the red carpet because the people taking photos are adults and they're just screaming violently yes. at other adults yes. to look in their direction. And it always is the most like hilarious anxiety den of just people yelling at each other that don't know each they other. They are very mean to each other. That is very true. Yeah. It blows my mind. Have you gotten comfortable at all with doing red carpet or is it still, is it like a strange thing for you? No, eventually, I mean, I have the video interviews just feel like kind of doing this or doing a podcast, right, to yeah. be honest. Um, uh, I do a lot of podcasts, which helps <laughs> me for red carpet. Um, <laughs> podcast prep. The posing I've gotten used to, the first mm-hmm. time I did it was so confusing because everyone's shouting your name and you right. don't know where to look and you don't want people to be mad at you. Exactly. I have a real fear of people being mad at me. I'm with you. Uh, I've gotten used to it. It's, a, it's an interesting thing though now because of like Instagram and Twitter, like red carpet stuff. I don't know, 20 
years ago mm-hmm. even was like the way that you saw pictures of celebrities. Right. But now like- Everyone's accessible. Everyone's accessible. So I wonder about like, now the point of it is just for like high fashion. Right, exactly. Or for a high quality photo. Yes. That like, you can take a photo of your dress on your phone, but the photos that they're taking really catch all the details of it. it. It's very true. They do take good photos. Which is just, but it's still just the most hilarious thing. I just wish that there were more just actual footage of the people yelling at the people to take photos well, That's for a them. good idea. That's a good idea. In the next red carpet, just take a video of it. Yeah, it's uh, it just- Move out blo- of the way. You're moving out of the way. It blows my mind. It's the silliest thing. Um, so anyway, I don't know if we explained how this podcast works. I have a bunch of dumb questions for you and yeah. then we'll take a quick break and then the internet's got, as you've already seen. As I've seen, I'm very excited. Um, what are your thoughts on the internet? Do you social media? Do you have a, a social media that you like more than others? I do internet. Um- and I, you know, at, at this point, I think it's part of all of our jobs. Yeah. Uh, I've tried, I noticed that when I spend too much time, I try to only do the, inter- I try to only internet <laughs> like twice a day. That's like good. That's healthy. Because I feel it change my brain if I'm on it too much. Because it's, I mean, there is a thing where you're looking at a screen and I want to say it's, uh, it's endorphins. You're yeah. getting these, you're getting constant endorphins from the likes and the blah. And, the, and I feel my mind get dumber. Oh yeah. Um, and it, and not to get too deep, but it makes me think about our new president solely the fact that he's always on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, when I'm always on Twitter or Instagram or anything, it literally, I feel my brain kind of atrophy and I can't (laughs) focus on anything else. Like I don't, suddenly all I want to do is be looking and looking and looking and it doesn't feel healthy. It feels like eating junk food. And so I just, I, I couldn't, um, Run a country doing that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, just I to mean, talk about the social meds. True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, uh, not too deep though. Not too deep. Um, not too deep. Uh, yeah. So I do the social. I do social. Is media. there one that like when you go to check your phone? What's your first thing that you check? Probably the tw- t- the Twitter. Yeah, I feel like Twitter's become my source for news. Well, well, it's also become it's become my source for news, but also I, I also have like little alerts now from BBC gotcha. and stuff. It's become my source for sometimes I will find out stuff about my own career mm-hmm. from Twitter before oh, yeah. <laughs> like I get emailed from an know. agent or something. Yeah, like yeah. I just wrote a thing for the New York Times and That's like awesome. I found out through Twitter like, oh, it's up. Yeah. And so there's that thing where you can click like verified mentions. Yeah. And so like, I'll do that. <laughs> is there anyone that you're following that you love on Twitter or is there anyone that's following you that was like, oh my God, they're following me? Oh my God, so many. I'm… I love all of I love Pat Oswald on Twitter. I think oh, he's, he's really the great. best. Um, oh my god! I mean, there are so many. Cinnabon followed me not long ago. That was a real big moment. <laughs> oh, the Olive Garden just started. The Olive the Olive Garden followed me. That's big. Uh, uh, Tay Diggs started following me, <laughs> but he also started following like a bunch of UCB people. So I think his You're publicist like- must have told him like, Tay, you need to like get up. You need to get start being current. World. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I mean, so many, so many amazing. Yeah, Lena Dunham just started following me today. That's awesome. So I don't know what that means. Congratulations! But that's exciting. Yeah, it is so weird that it's like, I, I don't know. I I have to uh, hesitate more than I do in social media because it's just so ingrained in like my everyday life. Well, but yeah, it does, you have it, so many followers too. But it's such a time suck too. Yes. Is that you can look at Twitter and then all of a sudden two hours has passed and you're like, what did I actually learn from this experience? It is actually amazing how quick the time goes. I was on vacation yeah. where I didn't do social media and really didn't spend time on the internet and the time took longer. Really? Yes. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is what real time feels like. But time is slow. <laughs> Ugh. 
What a drag. Where'd you go for vacation? We went to French Polynesia. <gasps> How was that? It was amazing. And it was the first real vacation I've had in two years because we filmed the crew. Oh, it is raining. It is yeah, raining. Yeah, I, I was like, that, I like, it's nice. It feels like cozy. I know. I feel like we're like reined in and just having some girl time. Just having some girl time. Because <laughs> uh, we made, I made the pilot for Crazy X. Yeah, then, your timeline has been so it's been, intense. It's been nuts. Because like we were in, we made the pilot in 2014. Immediately after that, I got married. Congratulations, uh, by the way. Thank you. Um, then there was a couple months where I and then I went back to writing for Robot Chicken because I needed money. Uh-huh. And then we got ordered to series. And then when I had my winter break last year, I moved. That's we bought crazy. a house. And then this season, there was very little time between filming and sure. starting again. So it was nice to just spend 10 days. Um, just disconnect. Just watching your brain. Ma- watching Manta Rays. <laughs> yeah. Just living in a screensaver for 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I feel like. Yeah, that's, you're right. I mean, I want to. On my short list is like the Maldives, but I feel like I might like collapse being there because I feel like it's going to be too beautiful in real life. It's going to be really beautiful. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I mean, there's nothing planned. Living but I in love a screensaver. It. That's true. Um, if you could play any role in any musical, yeah. Do you have one that you is like number one for you? Yeah, uh, Dot in Sunday in the Park with George or Squeaky in Assassins. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Also, uh, if you could have anyone cameo on Crazy X, is there like a, a like golden ticket person? I mean, there are a bunch of people were asking. I mean, I think that like Mel Brooks would be a dream, but I, he's wow. very busy. Um, and then, I mean, Carol Burnett, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh my God. I mean, these are all… Oh, and then like anyone in history. You know, I think that like Benjamin Franklin… That would be a really great episode. It would be a really good. It would be a really good get. But he, his people won't get back to us. Oh God, I know they're so stingy. How dare they? Yeah, even though he is currently rolling in his grave. Goddamn, goddamn, what a guy! Not too deep. Not too. Not deep. too deep. Have you ever used a bidet? I have used a bidet and a kind I've of never a kind of standby gift. Now we don't have it on our own toilet, uh-huh. but a standby gift we've been giving. Uh, our friends is uh, a, like a, f- a fancy Japanese toilet. What? That's like a standby wedding gift now for friends. We like have the ones married. that have all the different uh, the drying the the. <laughs> it's great. I have not experienced them, but I've heard about them because I actually have. Hang on, you've given a toilet to someone. <laughs> not a That's toilet. A it's, a, it's a it's a thing you put on the toilet. Oh, it's like a thing. It's like an so attachment. It's an attachment, but <gasps> it is like a top of the line. I don't know. It's everything about this. like a, a hot dryer. A cool dryer. <laughs> there's a there's and then there's like a little um there's like a logo that looks like a lady where it's like just for the lady parts. What? Wow. I'm like, I'm writing this down to I go forget look what up it's, later. Yeah, it's pretty great because <laughs> I'm actually in the market for new toilets. We, but if I can get this attachment, we that might get one for our toilet. I feel like it's because our toilet is square. Ooh. No, our toilet isn't square. I don't know why we can't get one. I'm gonna look into it. Um, <laughs> Treat yourself. 2017. But it, but it makes sense because, like, if a bird poops on your arm, yeah. you don't just like you no, know, you wash it off with soap and water. Yeah, that makes that clean m- butts. Clean butts. I'm all about clean butts yeah. this year. That's been a huge. <laughs> isn't that know? crazy that like everyone poops? Everyone poops. I'm a huge advocate and gift giver of poopery. Oh my! I mean. It's like one of the greatest science like the one of the first things I did when we went to series was I ordered poopery <laughs> for every bathroom and yeah. crazy X. And then there was a whole scandal where the poopery was disappearing <gasps> and I made a speech on set that fevery will not be tolerated. <laughs> <laughs> I literally it's like that's I like- literally we were in the middle of a shoot day and the poopery <laughs> was disappearing and I was like, Can I have everyone's attention? <laughs> 
<laughs> Literally, the ADs stopped filming so I could tell them all that thievery would not be tolerated. And I want to say that, like, they but told me I couldn't legally be like, you will be fired immediately if you're caught stealing poopery. But I was like, if I find out who it is, I will shame you on social media. <laughs> and then the poopery kind of stopped disappearing. Good. Because I am a huge proponent of poopery. I feel like every office should have it in their bathrooms. Yes. Every set should have it For those available. of you who don't know what it is, poopery is a, a thing you order where you, you don't spray it in the air. No. Because some people think that's what you do. You yeah. spray it on the toilet water before yeah. you do do. And it's oils that really keep in the smell. And it, it, and it works. It works so… It works so well. I first learned about it from a friend of mine that's a photographer. She had it on set. And she's like, I swear by this. I bring it to every set I'm at because everyone's sharing one bathroom. Yeah. And I was like, this is witchcraft. This is witchcraft. And now I buy it for everyone. It's fantastic. It's a really great gift to give people because it seems insulting, but it's actually extremely helpful. It's so helpful. It yeah. makes your poo smell like lemongrass or whatever <laughs> also, you want it have, to smell like. They have many flavors. Also, like speaking of puns, they have the greatest names for all of their products. Oh, that's products. true. Oh, yeah, it's like… They're like um, Shit and pretty is one. Oh of them. yeah, <laughs> but they're all the Christmas ones are especially like I can't even think of. And they honestly smell better than a lot of candles. In my they opinion. do smell better than most candles. Yeah, and definitely most aerosols. Yeah, absolutely. And they just. I work. also use uh, my kind of the thing that I use is poopery and a squatty potty. Yes, I also have a squatty potty, yep. and I learned about that a couple years ago, and it is life changing. It's great. It's just a stool. Yep. That puts your feet up. So Put you your feet up so that you're like a caveman the does. way your colon is it. Uh, the way we're pooping now is your yeah. colon is kind of pinched and you're not fully evacuating. Yeah. But like if you raise your legs, your colon goes like that. And like you just. Yep. The poo falls out of you. Yeah. Someone explained it to me that it's like like a caveman. Like think about how they had to shit with, before they had to, like the shit in the ground by just squatting. And, and that countries where people still squat have less. I think it's less incidences of uh, colon cancer. Really? Because you're getting a fuller. You're getting rid of the, the duty. What? So do yourself a favor, I mean, guys. I can't, I can't. I haven't. Treat your butt. Looked that up. <laughs> I, I have looked that up, but I don't have like. I'm gonna go fact check. We gotta get a jack check on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. No fake news here. No, no fake news. <laughs> no um, fake news. What's been your best concert ex- uh, experience? A uh, uh, Weird Al at the Hollywood Bowl. Really? Yeah. That was recent, right? That Didn't was you- recent. That was fantastic. Uh, was it like new stuff or like old stuff? It was a with mix. New stuff? It was a mix. I have to say, he has this parody of Royals uh-huh. called Aluminum Foil. He's just. So I've good. never seen my husband laugh harder. Like, I mean, I was laughing. Like, he puts on a show because so often, I, I'm a musical theater kid. You know, right, I'm, a show, right. I'm, a, I'm a showman. Yeah, yeah. And so often with um, with rock, with the rock and roll nowadays, yeah, you get people who they just like mumbling. Yeah, and they put on a show and they know, <gasps> and they just what they do, and they play it so cool. Yeah. And it's like, I could have just heard this. I could have listened to this in my car. But Weird Al, man, he puts on a show. Does he really? And I gotta say, it's nice to be somewhere where the… Ma- this is gonna sound so… It's gonna naughty. age you. <laughs> no, but like, the material is completely clean. Yeah. And it's really interesting to be at a comedy show. To be laughing along with like five, six-year-olds. Oh, that's… At a song about aluminum foil. Yeah, yeah. No, it's something so pure about Weird Al. I it's rem- very pure. Uh… I remember I was playing Pandora the other day and Gangster's Paradise came on. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I forgot that it was, that's the original song. 
Because I just associate the Weird Al version with it so much from when I was in like fifth grade. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. That's based on a real song that exists. I heard Eat It way before me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he's got so, and they're so simple. Like, it's just so simple. It's just about food. Yeah. It's half uh, of it's about food. And is that the one where in the music video, he's just in a giant fat suit? That the whole is time? fat, yeah. which is bad. <laughs> oh, okay. The favorite, my favorite joke in that is ham on, ham on whole wheat. It's great. <laughs> It's just so dumb. But it's amazing because with like internet and how like parody culture is so huge online, like still he manages to like thrive. Yes. That he's not getting like washed away by all these people that are trying to do what he's been doing There's for years. so many parodies. I mean, it's… He's pretty great. Um, let's see. If you could have a conversation with Beyonce, what do you think you would talk to her about? Wow. I mean, I think I would ask her like… Um, what am I actually curious? Because I know… The gaffer on Crazy X was the gaffer on, um, on Lemonade. Formation. <gasps> wow. And he's worked on a lot of uh, Beyonce videos and knows Beyonce and Jay-Z. The first thing I asked was like, I was like, would Beyonce like me? <laughs> <laughs> but that was the first ever, selfish think- thing. And he was like, yeah, I think she would. And I was like, does she need like the funny friend <laughs> in her entourage? <laughs> yeah, to just be like, to be like, I don't want to go out to the club. <laughs> And her be like, to keep Rachel, her grounded. come on. Yeah. To keep her grounded. Um, I think what I'd ask her is, yeah, how do you still manage to connect with your humanity? You're mm-hmm. Beyonce. You're, you're the closest thing we have to royalty. True. Yeah, I'd be like, how are you doing, really? Yeah, how are you? <laughs> yeah. Where do you just, I mean, I guess that's why celebrities have like big houses is they can yeah. just be themselves. Yeah. I watch, I remember watching her documentary a couple years ago that piece that she made for HBO that she edited herself yeah it's like half iMovie videos oh, I and like it's so good I turned it off halfway through Why? I have to go back and rewatch it because I remember at the time watching it and being like this feels weird like there wasn't uh at least what the first time that I saw it there didn't seem like a through line or like a reason that it was happening yeah. like why are we watching this it just seemed like a montage of like videos of her just like looking at herself in like her iMovie camera. Oh, interesting. But, and it was like knowing that she edited it, I was like, this feels like really uh, self-serving. I don't know. So I have to watch it now, like after Lemonade's come out, just to give myself like some more perspective. I mean, was it just just like, this is who I really am, slow. this is me? It was uh-huh. slow and it was just like, Footage of her. I remember turning off at the point that her and Jay-Z were on a boat. And she just had a, a like an iPhone camera. And she just like slowly pushed the camera into his eye. So it got all the way close to his eye. And then slowly just pulled it back out. And that was for like two minutes straight. All just right. the scene. And she I was, was like, practicing a dolly move. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm out, Beyonce. I'm sorry. That's why I like discussing with people. And I feel like I kind of do this. I like discussing very human things like yeah. pooping or yeah. like um that's really spanks the per- or like body image is like it humanizes everyone. For sure. Like that's probably what I'd be like. I'd be like, so how was your how are your shits today? Like Beyonce, <laughs> yeah. tell me about it. You regular? And I don't know like and off camera people are very I was doing a late night show with someone <clears throat> who I won't embarrass them but like just started openly telling me about their shapewear and being like, oh, yeah, it's the, the muffin, muffin top. And it's so cool to like, oh, yeah, we're all just like trying bags of guts. Yeah. I, we're just like meat puppets flopping around all day. Meat puppets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Spanx? Well, I think that um, they're the latest in a line of, you know, shape. Women yeah. have been shaping their bodies for 
thousands of years. Sure, I yeah. mean, corsets. And I think that they're way more comfortable if you're I, going to sh- do shapewear. I mean, the interesting thing that I learned about the 20s is that, sure, the 20s were about suddenly like, oh, free your body, free yeah. yourself. Let's, you know, not wear shapewear which is why the clothes were so baggy, but also then what that put pressure on was to be skinny. Right. The great thing about shapewear, the great thing about a corset was like, you didn't have to worry about body image. You would just, you would holster yourself in. And so I think that it's, you know, an example of women putting pressure on themselves to be a certain way, but also feel good about themselves. So I think it depends on the person. Yeah, I kind of like it because it's, you know, like dogs get thunder shirts for anxiety (laughs) that just like hug them, that there's something, I mean, if you get, because they've made them way more comfortable. I remember like years ago trying a pair of Spanx on for the first time and it was so insanely uncomfortable. And I feel like now they've made them way more comfortable for women to wear. Yes. So it's not, you just don't feel like you're wearing it. So there's something now about the modern ones that just feel like a little hug. Sometimes. They do feel like a hug. I yeah. actually like the full body ones better because Ooh, it doesn't those. roll down. Oh. And I can just put it on. I mean, yesterday I wore one. It's basically a bathing suit. Also, yeah. if it's cold out, keeps you warm. There you go. So many great things. Yeah. Um, you have a dog. I do. What kind of dog is it? She is a some sort of border terrier mix. She's a mm-hmm. rescue. Like well, all the dogs. Yeah. Are. What's her name? Her name's Wiley. Wiley? Yeah. Oh, How old is she? God, she's about, we think she's about seven. Okay. What's yeah. like the dumbest thing that she does? Uh, my uh, friend has dogs at first quite a bit and grew uh-huh. up with dogs and said, I love your dog. She licks her vagina more than any <laughs> other dog I've ever seen. <laughs> I my mean- dog, my dog is just, and, and we do this thing where like, she'll be, she'll just be like face deep in her vagina, uh, like on my pillow. And we'll, and we did this last night. We'll tap her and go, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am, excuse me, ma'am. It's public indecency. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. And sometimes we'll just be like, ma'am, this is a bus station. You can't, excuse me, ma'am. Can you, can you do that in the bathroom, ma'am? I ma'am. love that. She, she just, just doesn't know. She just doesn't care. She has no shit to give. She loves her little vagina. Good for her. Like, free yourself. And her butt, but like, it's specifically her, it, it's keeping herself clean, I guess. That's such a funny thing. What a great quality in dogs. I love dogs. I I love that they just have no real concept of how much joy they bring to people. Yeah, they're just, and and also they're the only animal, they self-domesticated. That's what I love about it. Oh, I didn't know that. Dogs literally 40, I think it's 40,000 years ago, Uh they were wolves Mm -hmm. who were like, I'm going to hang out with these humans. Oh, wait, I don't have to hunt. If, if I me. just like, they'll just give me scraps yeah. and all I have to do is like bark at shit and yeah, like yeah. protect them. And so they, I, I mean, I want to say they're the only animal or one of the only animals that that is self-domesticated. That's amazing. I mean, obviously then we've turned them into like purebred monsters <laughs> since then. <laughs> but, but that's my favorite thing is to look at like a corgi and be like, you came from a wolf. At oh, one point yes. you were a wolf, you well, idiot. Done, I mean, the, the whole like pug the snub-nosed yeah. dogs who have trouble breathing. But the core of it is theoretically it was by choice. Yeah. We did not like take these wolves and force break them. them. Yeah. Yeah. God, they're so great. So they're just, they're lazy wolves. Lazy. They're yeah, just lazy. It's true. Which is great. Um, how was your wedding, by the way? Did you have a big wedding? Did you do a small wedding? It was good. We had like um, a family dinner in LA and then we did a thing in Mexico for our friends. Cool. And it was, um, Mexico was unbelievable. That sounds super fun. It was amazing. Was there any standout moments, any ridiculous times? Did anyone? The night before uh, the Mexico ceremony, a bunch of people went skinny dipping in the ocean. This was in Mexico. and, and great. As you know. Uh, and we did not participate because we were asleep. Yeah. But I heard about it later. Oh. And um, 
that sounds really fun. And we, instead of breaking a glass, we had a pinata shaped like a glass. That's great. That my husband had to break open, but he was <laughs> he was really sick the day of the ceremony. Oh, no. And so like it took everything out of him. You see in the video, <laughs> he's just giving it his all to try to break open this pinata. Oh, that's so sweet yeah. and so sad. But that's a great way. I think I love pinatas. I wish that there were more occasions to have pinatas available. We should get a pinata for the show. We should build in a segment with a pinata. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was Everyone just, likes a good pinata. Yeah, they're great. And they come in the dumbest shapes now. Like if you go, there's one, sh- that one street in LA, I think it's on Sunset. Oh yeah. When you go down further, there's just like four stores in a row that all have pinatas. Pinata lane. Yeah, that, that street. I forgot. Um, that's so great. Well, we're going to take a break in a second. But before we do, there's two questions that I ask every single podcast uh-huh. guest. Ready. And the first one is, who is alive or dead would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at and why? And it doesn't have to be a violent thing. It can be a joyous thing. It's up for your own interpretation. Genghis Khan. All right. Wow. I just think that would be interesting. (laughs) I don't think anyone said Genghis Khan, have they? Nope, that's a new one. There are many reasons. Yeah. (laughs) There are an infinite amount of reasons. I think that I would love to be a fly on the wall for the conversation that happens directly after that. I I don't (laughs) think it would be a conversation. I think he'd immediately kill me. Yeah, but I mean, what a way to go. Yeah, and then defile my body. <laughs> uh, not before. Or, true. Um, okay. And he's other, not a not a great dude. <laughs> he's not the greatest, but I feel like you'd have enough time to get away in the diversion of the cold spaghetti. Uh, you know, I think he would have like 30 soldiers who would immediately murder me. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, it'd make a great YouTube video. It would make a great YouTube video. <laughs> That's all that matters. Um, and the one question I ask every single guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. Pant shitting story, yeah. Yeah, so like mine is college jogging front lawn. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, um, um, um. But you have a story. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because there's some people that don't have stories and I just have a yeah, hard time yeah. relating to them. <laughs> uh, kayak, Hawaii <laughs> prohibited. No. All right. Well, no, <laughs> no follow-up questions, but that paints a beautiful picture for all of us to think about. While well, we take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, Rachel's going to answer your questions from the internet. We'll be Ooh. right back with more Not Too Deep. Hooray. Wow. I know, that rain. Not too deep. Not too deep. Sweet, we're back with Rachel Bloom. We are back. And it's very exciting. And we have uh, a lot of questions from Twitter that if you'll be so kind as to let's take some stabs at answers. Let's talk about this. Um, the first question is, what song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend would you choose to be stuck in your head forever? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, how many songs now exist? Eight, uh, 83. Wow. We've written 83 original songs. That's amazing. Uh, when this season wraps up, you will see all 83. Uh, what song would I want to have stuck in my head? I'm trying to think of like, what's the, what's a positive song? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have to choose from 83, that's a difficult choice. Yeah. I think uh, Daryl's coming out song where he comes out as bisexual, getting by is a pretty great song that's stuck in your head because <laughs> it always makes you feel like empathy and um, acceptance. That's awesome. Yeah. What's your songwriting process? Do you have like things or like 
rituals or stuff that you do to get inspiration? Well, the songs are written um, not just by me. It's it's me, Adam Schlesinger, who actually wrote the book, all of Getting Getting By, uh-huh. who's our, also our executive music producer, uh, and Jack Dolgen, who's on staff. And so it depends on the song. Sometimes one of us will take a pass at it. Sure. Usually we'll powwow before whoever wants. I mean, lately it's been like, we'll do a brainstorm and then someone will take the song and do a pass on it. And so it just, it depends. The process for every song varies. That's cool though. That keeps it interesting. Yeah. Keeps it fresh. Um, Someone wants to know thoughts on bagels. Bagels are great. I agree. Bagels are, I mean, bagels are great. It's harder to find a good bagel in LA, but Western bagel. Okay. And Brooklyn water bagel. Oh. I mean, give me a bagel lox and cream cheese. It's, that's one of my top. Five. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. That was the one thing I did notice when I moved out here four years ago. and From re- New York? Yeah, from New York. And breakfast sandwiches were, just didn't exist out here. The way that you can go into any bodega and get a bagel with eggs and cheese There's every less. Morning. There are less carbs here. People are more body conscious. But yeah. also you walk here less. And exactly. So, I mean, I was eating a lot more like pizza and mm-hmm. cannolis in New York, but yeah. I was walking all the time. Oh, yeah, at the end of the day, you realize that you've walked five miles. Yes. Without even trying. Exactly. I know. Out here, the first time I moved out here, I came out for pilot season and was staying in West Hollywood. And I remember walking to the grocery store and thinking that, it, is this illegal? Because no one else was on the street yeah. walking. And I felt so exposed and so vulnerable. People are like, what is wrong with you? I know. They were like, are you okay? <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> like, what happened I, to your car? I just, I lived a block from the grocery store. It didn't make sense. But there's just nothing to, um, I think people get used to it because also there's nothing to see on the way. Whereas New yeah. York, everything feels so, you don't realize how much you're walking because there's so true. much to see. True. But here there are these long stretches of yeah, just, nothing. you know, undeveloped, <laughs> often nothing. Yeah, that's true. Um, someone asks, if you could change your hands to literally anything, what would they be? Can be same or different things? Oh, that's an interesting question. Wow, what a great question. What would I change my hands to? It's like it's gonna be something that's I feel like, like I would make I would I would keep oh man. Yeah, I think I might keep one hand. I would hand. make the palm of one hand a flashlight. <laughs> oh, smart. I would, um, I'd make one of my fingers, uh, like, uh, into, like, a shot that, um, saves people. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I I, I, want to say, like, an EpiPen. Like, maybe turn one of my fingers into an EpiPen just so I could be like, I have an EpiPen. (laughs) Uh, You're, like, the perfect person to fly on a plane. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'd turn one of my fingers into chapstick. Oh, Yeah. For sure. Oh, and I on my other hand, I'd make a lotion dispenser. Because ma- my hands are always dry. There you go. And then... Um, <laughs> uh, I like that you're just making your hands into your purse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly... But I'm like, yeah, I'd put a battery charger in one of my hands. Yeah. Like, I'd you put, t- like, my keys as one of my fingers. <laughs> and then I think... Um, I mean... Um... And then one of them, one of, I think, and then, okay, so it would be a flashlight and lotion, but also it would dispense uh, like hot soup. That sounds pretty great. Yeah. Especially for today. Especially for today. (laughs) Um, Someone, this is also kind of a difficult question to answer, but someone wants to know, who would you sell your soul to and what for? That's a lofty question. Well, because usually you sell your soul to the devil so that you can get what you want, but then when you die, you theoretically go to hell. I guess, yeah. Which I've never understood because if if you realize there's a devil, mm-hmm. 
and you're like, I'm going to sell my soul to you. It means the devil owns your soul, which means that like you're going to hell. And so that would confirm that hell is real. Hell sounds really bad. And I don't think there's anything worth like burning for eternity. But also whatever you do after you've sold your soul, you have no soul in what you're about to do. So is the value of whatever it is that you wanted worth it? Well, I mean, I think that's the lesson we all learn. <laughs> it's got too deep. Wait, what if, the, what if the devil is like, hell's not so bad? The well, devil I don't would trust say that, the of course. You'd say, of course he'd say that. Yeah. But what if you believed him? <laughs> I mean, it depends. I'd want to like- see... Um, Look, it gets a bad rap, okay? <laughs> Hell's warm. There's always to, a warm There was like fire. a joke about <laughs> interesting people down here. Yeah. There was like a joke about um, politicians or whatever and the devil. Uh, oh, God. Like, I, the devil was trying to get a politician's soul and like showed the politician what hell looks like and it's like golf courses and it's amazing. <laughs> and... And the politician was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll save my soul. And then the politician dies and goes to hell and hell's horrible. Yeah. He's like, what, what about the golf courses and stuff? He's like, well, that was me campaigning. Now <laughs> you've actually voted. Yay. I mean, that speaks uh, volumes. Wait, I didn't answer the question. Who would I sell my soul to? What I, would you sell your soul for? For, yeah. What's so the, like, does that mean I go to hell? No, you would sell your soul to whoever it is that has something to offer you, I think. But it's like, oh, jeez. Like if I, you could sell your soul for immortal life, and you never. I don't want. I don't want to live forever. No, I don't think I want. The, the concept of forever kind of like makes me ill. It, if I think about it too much, um, yeah. I would sell my soul to someone who could, um, uh, either to someone who could take me to. Other planets where there's other intelligent life. Oh, cool. And like in turn, because there has to be a quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. It means that I would, you know, die a lot sooner. Like I would, I would die a lot sooner in return for like seeing other planets. Yeah. That's cool. Or like, or like I would like do a thing <laughs> where like I'd like be alive for one day every like hundred 50 years and see and that way like track the future. That's But I would never be able to build like lasting relationships. Right. But that you get to do whatever you want for that day knowing that. But also just see what's happening. Yeah. No, that'd be fucking interesting. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens in that whole scenario? Oh, you mean like that aliens have visited us? That they exist. That there's intelligent life. I think there's no, there's no belief in it in that like, I mean, I, I think that like practical religion is very different from, I I view like what I view on a day-to-day basis is very different from what like I believe about the universe. And I think that we know so little about the universe. Yeah. Belief, it's an, it would be an insult for me to say like, I believe in intelligent life because I don't know. The odds are great that there's intelligent, I mean, the universe is infinite. Yeah. So I think the odds are, yes, there's intelligent life. Do I believe that they have come down and like marked our cattle? I don't think so. (laughs) There's still time. But I love, um, I mean, that's why I love SETI, uh, which is, you know, Search for Intelligent Life, which is a center that just oh, focuses yeah. on searching the skies. Yeah. Um, and even like looking in our, I was watching a program where there's a program at SETI where like they theoretically are like looking at our DNA to see if maybe aliens visited and left a sign for us in our own DNA so that when we were intelligent mm-hmm. enough, we could like read Access. the code. 
What? So there's people that are actively studying I this. I think there I think there are. I think it's like a friend I think it's like a smaller part of SETI. Sure. But they're looking into everything. I mean, may as well. We have no idea. The one thing I've learned is that we have no idea about anything. We have no idea about anything, I think, but I think there's gotta be. Have you seen Arrival? No. That's oh, great. I heard I heard it's, it's really, really awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. There's so many I have to see so many things. I'm so behind. Um, someone wants to know what song describes your current mood. Um, baby, it's cold outside. Oh, even though that, yeah. even though that song is like kind of about consent and yeah. lack of consent, it's like I really can't stay. Like that's a good don't go. I know that song. I'm cozy. Is, I've I've recently seen like a lot of vines and things that really call out how kind of skeevy that song is on so many levels. But it was so pure when it was first. When I listened to the Motown Pandora station a lot. And it's so interesting when you listen to those songs now that it's like guys romanticizing like 16-year-olds and stuff like that. Oh, it's so, it's really messed up the way that we viewed consent. And I mean, one of my, my heroes, Stephen Sondheim, has a song from one of the first musicals he wrote, this musical called Saturday Night, where it's like, a guy, and granted, it's a sleazy character, but it's meant to be like a comedy song about like how to yeah. hit and how to hit on a woman. And it's like a door ain't a door till you close it and lock it. She can't get out if the keys in your pocket, and nobody else can get in the room. What? But it's like a door ain't a door till <laughs> you close it and lock it. And like, no, it's, it's it's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. And and but I think it is very of the time where yeah. it's like, oh, you dames, yeah, yeah, just rape them. <laughs> Oh my God. That was the original title of the musical. <laughs> Just rape them. <laughs> and I should say it. Stephen Sondheim is a gay man who, right. um, you know, I don't, know if that those are his views on consent. I think he was just being of the times where it's of like, course. there were a lot of songs about like, ah, they're stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just smother them with a pillow. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I know it is so strange to look back at it now and be like, that was totally fine and normal and acceptable and encouraged and all of it. People... People change. A lot of animals rape. A lot of people rape. Yeah. It's uh, something that, uh, that's the definition of evolution. We evolve past. Yeah. Too true. Um, I love you, Stephen Sondheim. But, <laughs> he's but like, you shouldn't, <laughs> but but I'm surprised that song doesn't get more attention. Actually, I'm not because it's a deep cut. But uh, Well, it will now. People will go look it up. Oh, God. And he's a huge fan he's of the like podcast. 90, he's like 90 <laughs> years old. I don't want to put him on blast. <laughs> no, no. Um, this, <clears throat> to stay on that, um, yeah. Note this question. I just, by the way, I just meowed like a cat, which is perfect for this question because someone says, "Please, Grace, please ask Rachel if she's ever wanted to be a cat." Isn't that Whoa. weird? Did my husband ask that? That's so <laughs> Wait, that's weird. really weird. It's from number one Jar Jar Binks fan. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> that's that's their, their Twitter handle. No, their handle is Laura Potter XX, but they named okay. the number one Jar Jar Binks. Fan. <laughs> number one Jar Jar. That's really bizarre. I literally, when I am cozy like this, I become a cat and I meow. Really? I go like, meow. Uh, I tell my husband I'm a cat all the time. I act like a cat all the time. I want to be a cat all the time. That's really weird that she asked that. Yeah. When I went, meow. I know. That's super strange. And also I am the number two Jar Jar Binks fan. (laughs) (laughs) I know. God, I mean, there's so much to that question. Have you ever owned a cat? Have you ever had a cat? No. No, you just want to be one. My husband's allergic. Okay. Um, 
But I just, I just feel like a little kitty. <laughs> like when I relax, when I'm not working, yeah, I like relax. Yeah, I was hard. gonna say, what's like your, what's your go-to downtime activity? Netflix and chill. Yeah, I just like sit around. I love playing cards. My husband and I play cards. Oh, that's fun. Like but poker. Like, uh, rummy. Oh, but I love sitting around with a hot drink. <laughs> that sounds pretty perfect. Wrapped in a today. blanket. Um, Usually like then I'll read and then just like doze off. That sounds pretty. I want to be a cat. There you go. I mean, eventually cats will read. Um, I feel like they evolve. You think? I I feel like they just have so many. Given a long enough timeline. I don't know if cats will read. Billions of years from now. Do cats care about anything? Because reading implies that you care about anything that isn't you. They could read. They probably can read now. They just don't choose to show us. Because I feel like they're so smug about like what they want us to know about them. Aren't cats like kind of smug idiots though? That's why I'm not a cat person because yeah. they just make me feel bad about myself. Yeah. Like they just enable my low self-esteem. But it's like your brain's really tiny cat. I know, but they look at me like my brain's really tiny. And I'm like, why, why are you doing this to me? I think unlike dogs, cats are very close to being wild cats. Like dogs yeah. have been, uh, you know, I think it's like 40,000 years. Cats have only been our companions for the past, I think, couple thousand and oh, so really? the only thing keeping them the only thing that separates them from tigers is the fact they're just like tinier yeah well they're just like i don't need you yeah. whereas dogs are like i need you and when you're gone i miss you yeah and they just uh, i love dogs um someone's no would you rather be drunk or blazed for three days straight <laughs> oh blazed because <laughs> drunk I, the drunk thing is it it's yeah because it'll, it'll be nauseous yeah. but the blaze is like oh i just want to i'll wake up <laughs> Eat some more. Be great. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. Three days though. Ugh. But would you be really that cognizant? You wouldn't. Of how The drunk long? thing is fun, but like then you. I, I wouldn't like, want to be drunk for three days either. That sounds awful. Three days. Also awful. That feels like the recovery from those three days would be so much worse oh if you God, were, were right. drunk versus blaze. Drinking is worse on, on one's. It's worse on my body, but I think it, it's literally poisoning yourself. Yeah. I mean, we're just voluntary putting toxins into yeah. our body consistently. Super fun. Glad I have a Bloody Mary right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Someone wants to know, what's the weirdest thing you found when you take your bra off? Hashtag cleavage. Hashtag stuff falls in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, definitely, um, there have been pennies. <laughs> 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 like, I remember taking off a bra and, and, and like, chick, 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 like, change. <laughs> Like, I remember it's happened a couple times. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think it's from, like, when I store it and then I forget it. That's the thing is you okay. store stuff. Yeah. And then you forget it. I'm yeah. sorry. I need an explanation here. I found You're chips. storing pennies. You don't have a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Where else are you going to put it? I found it? a penny. <laughs> Where else are you going to put it? Yeah. Uh, my, I mean, my house key, I've forgotten. I'll go on, like, a walk and I'll put the house key here. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I'll forget that it's there and yeah. then I'll take it off. King, you know. That's a pretty— uh, done live shows where I've had like notes for bits and I've put it in a bra and then I've fallen asleep and woken up with it still there and all the ink has transferred oh. onto my skin. So it's just like a gross reminder. Yeah. I often have to like, I've made a, I've made a point now to lift up my boobs and scrub under. <laughs> That's yeah. Cause um, there's just like, cause otherwise you'll, you can get like kind of rashy. Oh, that's a note for all women out there. Just yeah. remember, lift and scrub. It's a really important thing as an adult. <laughs> oh, someone's know, are you willing to share any real life you as the crazy ex-girlfriend stories? 
Yeah, I've shared these before. It's it's they're sadly not as interesting because when I've been like crazy, I've either reined myself in or the other person was just as crazy. And so gotcha. like I was in it's a long story. But I was in like a secret relationship mm-hmm. where we were like, we logged into each other's Facebooks and would send each other messages on our own Facebooks, but like from the other person. As, but as you? Yeah, like we're like, I'd log on to his and send him a message from his own Facebook. What? Um, Why would you do that? Oh, it's this long, stupid story. <laughs> it's like, it, it's not, he wasn't like married or anything. It wasn't like illegal. It's just, it was like it was a just thing. just keeping it secretive. It was keeping it secret because there was a problem where like I had dated one of his friends and gotcha. like they didn't want, it was a whole thing. Yeah. And, um, but and then why but couldn't that's you a, message him from your own account? Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> just make like it a, fun. I think, oh, just I like think so that if his do. friends yeah. were checking his phone, they wouldn't see a message from me. Yeah, uh, if someone okay. happened to look over. Okay. Yeah, that that's also sense. like a fun way to induce like a crisis in yourself. This when was you in, log in and you just have constant messages from yourself. Yes, <laughs> it is. It, this was in college, and uh, so I think that like there's always been. Um, the craziest stories I have are either me like lying to myself in subtle ways. Yeah, or like. Um, Mutual madness. That's what I mean. Those are the fun relationships, though, when because you get addicted to the mutual madness. Oh yes, in a way that you don't feel as crazy because this other person's equally as crazy. Yeah, but then it. I mean, it made me miserable. Yeah, in hindsight, hindsight twenty twenty, when you look back, you're like, God, I was a struggle monster for a while <laughs> there. How did you meet your husband? Um, he. I met him doing comedy. He was one of like the the. He was one of the first people who kind of started the sketch group at NYU that I later joined. Very cool. But he's five years older. Gotcha. An older man. Mm. Get it, girl. Um, Someone wants to know, what are your thoughts on rubber ducks? They're great. Yeah. Rubber ducky, you're so fun. You make, (laughs) wait, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Yeah. I mean, those are great songs. Um, Someone wants to know, do you sleep with socks on or off? No, off, 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 off. And honestly, uh, the way that you keep yourself cool is the temperature comes through your feet. That's how you release heat when you sleep. Oh, and yeah. so sometimes, ever since I learned that, something clicked. And now I will, if I'm hot, I'll sleep with my feet outside of the yeah. blankets and it works. Yeah, no. But sleeping I, with socks on isn't good. I've heard that like runners say your heat comes like obviously through the top of your head and then your wrists as well. It's uh-huh. like your ankles. And so like if you get really, really hot after like exercising, if you just run your wrists under cold water, it like I've monitors like your… It does work. And like the back of your neck, if you just put like it's, a cold washcloth. It's because of the… Uh, you've got like all these veins and arteries here. Yeah, that connect to the rest of your I've body. I've heard too, if you get really overheated when you're working out, um, you can hold an ice cube. Oh, that makes sense. And it, it'll cool you off really, really, really quickly. But that, I'm also someone that can't sleep with socks on. I feel really claustrophobic when I do. Yeah, I feel it feels weird. Yeah, and it must be because it's associated with like your body temperature. I think it is. It's like how you release heat. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes total sense. Um, someone to know, how often do you clip your finger and toenails? It's, they really need to know that. I This is the one thing that's about me that's like, I love getting mani-pedis. I know, your nails, uh, you wore these to the Golden Globes, right? Yeah. And yeah, these are, you still have it's the cast members. pictures of my cast on. They're awesome. Do you are you like a nail art kind of person? Yeah, I really like it. I mean, I don't get it done much. Uh, I don't want it to be distracting on camera, but sure. uh, my character has different color nail polish for every episode, and they're kind of symbolic of what the episode is. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, like an episode where she's like trying to be a good person, they were like white. Oh yeah, yeah. And so just. The subtle things. Yeah. Do you have any other like Easter eggs that you put in the show? Or is that like a developing thing? Uh, 
this year, the hair department uh, in every episode put a side ponytail. And, somewhere in and the episode. somewhere in the episode, there's a side pony. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. I love stuff like that. I love stuff like that too. I think it makes watching shows that more, like so much more full. Oh, and then, yeah. I mean, there are things, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was trying, yeah. You don't have to give any spoilers. Don't worry. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so I want to know if you were pushed through a doorway and came out the other side a platypus, what was the first <laughs> thing you would do? Oh my God, platypi are some of my favorite animals. They so that's are, really interesting that you'd say that. Yeah, they're so fascinating to me. I'm trying to think of like if I've, I feel like I've seen one in a zoo, but I can't yeah. think if I've, I can't remember seeing they're one. They're really in the amazing. Way. Yeah. Uh, I would jump in the water. Oh yeah, if you were playing, you're like, if I was a platypus, I would just jump, I would jump in the nearest, I'd have someone waiting with like a pool of water or yeah. jump in water. <laughs> just call your water pool person. Yeah. Um, someone wants to know, well, we kind of talked about this. What do you take with you to the bathroom when you poop? Yeah. Uh, my phone, even though I shouldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get so paranoid about taking my phone into the bathroom because I just think I, I'm really paranoid in general about like people hacking into like the little cameras on everything. Oh, I don't even think about that. I, I've been like, I started watching Mr. Robot and then oh, I God. heard that an interview that Remy did where he like studied with hackers before he like started shooting and he learned how insanely easy it is to hack into people's cameras on their phones and their computers. Oh, that's what we have a, yeah, my husband made me put a little sticker thing over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I think someone capturing me on camera taking a dump would be very on brand for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's a promotional tool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really, like, I, yeah. I, we've done shit stories on the show. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I just worried about, you know, when you flush the toilet, releases feces in the air and everyone's <laughs> yeah. phone is just covered in their feces. That's true. Too true. Um, someone wants to know, where does she keep her Golden Globe? Which I actually am curious about that too. It's in my piano room. I have a little table next to my piano with the Golden Globe, the Critics' Choice Award, and the TCA Award. That's so cool. And they're all best friends. Are they? Is that? It must be so strange and very surreal to just like see them all sitting there. Yeah, it's really, really special. That's awesome. It's really cool. Was the Golden Globe, the award itself, like how did it compare to like what you imagined it in real life when you held it? Is it heavy? It's very heavy actually. And I got, I had a, uh, I was talking to, our editor, Kabir, just won an Emmy for editing the pilot episode of Crazy X. And he was complaining to me about uh, getting a, a, having a sore arm and thinking he was having a heart attack. And it was just from carrying around the award all night. And I was like, really? oh, I know exactly. There is a thing like oh, you get a ward arm That's <laughs> from so carrying funny. the award around. And it's actually like I have worked out with it once. <laughs> really? I, I wanted… <laughs> I wanted to do oh a tricep thing, and so I took it and I did this thing. Oh my god! That's, it's a solid eight pounds. I mean, that's, six pounds. Whoa! It's six pounds. No, 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 no. Hold on. I'm very weak, so everything. Feels- <laughs> uh, it's, it's a solid couple pounds. Maybe like four pounds. That's crazy. And so I, I did a tricep thing with. Him. Wow. And then I was I mean, like, what, what am I? It's the I'll get a weight. I need it. to get a weight. Yeah. <laughs> Like I can't be bothered to go buy weights. This will have to do. Oh, I guess I'll just use my golden globe. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, someone wants to know which song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was the hardest to write. There is a song and I don't want to spoil stuff for people who haven't because a lot of places like it's not on Netflix yet here at season two, but there's a song in season two uh-huh. sung by the character of Greg to my character that we have seven or eight drafts of that we just throw away. Really? Uh, that Because the tone of it is very specific. How okay. funny do we do it? How serious do we do it? Uh, the song eventually has a curse in it, but we originally were like, well, this airs on the CW, we can't curse. And so finally we asked to get two bleeps. Interesting. Oh, so you can't curse at all. But the you song can has bleep. the word shit in it, 
that we bleep, but on the dirty version, it's just shit. Interesting. Yeah. yeah is that to be on something like the CW, does it feel limiting at all? We get around a lot of stuff. And when, I mean, for storylines, a little bit, but we really push, we push, push it as far as we can. It's, it's amazing. I mean, we have a lyric in the episode that is airing uh, tonight. Um, I won't be back to normal until I see what your nipples look like. Like we, we get away with a lot. <laughs> but I feel like in it's 2017, like you have to. Because if you're not really yeah. pushing the envelope, then I feel like people won't pay attention sometimes. Yeah, because you're competing with cable. Yeah, We true. treat our show like a cable show on network television. That makes sense. That's how I see it. That, I mean, it's, is it strange to be on the same network that had 7th Heaven? Yes. Because <laughs> that was like my jam. Yes, but they are so supportive of whatever we want to do with the show. Really? They're wildly supportive. That's yeah. awesome. I know because you hear all of these like nightmare stories about like networks like crushing creativity and like yeah. stopping people from doing what they want. You couldn't do that with this show because the show's so weird to begin with. Right, right, if right. If you have a problem, you just wouldn't order it. No. Which most people didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, what was the pitch like scenario like for you? Did you go around everywhere and just sort of like yeah. say, here's what we got? We pitched to eight cable networks. Wow. Um, I mean, I walked in. My my co-creator is a, an amazing screen. She wrote The Devil Wears Prada. She's yeah. one of the top screenwriters in Hollywood. And so I walk in with her and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of prestige walking into sure. a room with her. She hadn't done TV in 20 years. Wow. And we made the pilot with Showtime and they passed and then we took it to CW. That's so cool. So with a lot pi- of rejection. Is the, is the pilot that you see now like on Netflix the same thing or did you have to reshoot it for the CW? No, no. It's mostly the same. We just had to reshoot some dirty parts, but it's mostly what we shot. Cool. For showtime. That's awesome. Yeah. How long does it take to shoot an entire episode? Uh, seven days. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Because we're an hour. Sometimes we'll do eight. Uh, and then if we can get away with it, we'll do six because then it'll save us. It'll allow us to do eight on another episode. Yeah. That's crazy. You're yeah. Like what's… How long does a full season take then to shoot? Just a few months? We shot from July to early December. Wow. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Good for you for getting that vacation in. Yeah. (laughs) And then we had one week long hiatus for writing and then Thanksgiving, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. But it pays off. I mean, you're getting to do like the thing that you probably always wanted to do your entire life. Yeah. It's really special. That's awesome. Um, my final question before I give you the gift that every guest gets for being, um, here and taking the time. Someone wants to know if you could be any celebrity pet, who would you be? Wow. I'm trying to think of what celebrity pets I know about. Um, to be honest, Bernadette Peters uh-huh. started a thing called Broadway Barks. She's a yeah. big animal lover. I've, I I've, would be Bernadette Peters' dog. Because that that's a well-treated dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's a dog who gets treated well. <laughs> and that dog has probably seen some stuff that other people don't get privy to. Well, the dog gets to watch her, like, warm up. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Oh, oh I mean, that seems like a movie premise in and of itself. Bernadette Just Peters' dog. Someone that gets turned into Bernadette Peters' dog and sees all the inside scoop of it. Oh, that's a great movie. I Let's dare. go pitch it. Let's go pitch it. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having this me. This was super fun. Um, before we go, Diane's bringing out the gift that every guest gets for being oh my God. on the podcast. And it's brought on a silver platter. Is my phone and my Twitter account. You're allowed to tweet anything you want from my Twitter account right now. Just, we ask, nothing racist or homophobic. Oh, well… Which I know I is don't know. your That's brand. so my brand. I know. CW. This is where you get it all out um, here. I'm just going to be shameless. Yeah. Go and for promote it. my show. Yeah. Watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend tonight. <laughs> yeah. When does It's On Fridays? 
Yeah. Okay. Make sure everyone checks it out. And it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. That's how I watch it. Yeah. God, I love it. Because it's my favorite show and also Rachel Bloom is tweeting it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I get that D. Trump retweet. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Here's my tweet. Okay. Let's watch watch Craziest Girlfriend tonight on the CW at 98 Central because Rachel does stuff is tweeting on my account. Also, there's sex on tonight's app. Ooh. Which is true. Oh. Well, I'll be tuning in. I tweeted it. <laughs> Tweet it. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Rachel, thank you so much yeah. for being here. Sex. 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 <laughs> sex. Get sex. that sex. They're doing sex. They're doing sex. And where can people find you on social media? At Rachel does stuff pretty much all everywhere. Awesome. And make sure you guys check out the A Crazy Ex-Girlfriend if you haven't already. The whole first season's on Netflix. Whole first season's on Netflix. You can watch the second season on demand. I think Amazon, iTunes, and we, our season finale is February 3rd. will be on Netflix fully I think eight days after that. That's amazing. So it's available. You have no excuse not to. Thanks again for being here. I had a really great time. I had such a cozy good time. Oh, we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry with production support from Full Screen Studios and Michael Rucker. Associate producer Melissa D. Mons with production assistance by Diane Kang. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Whatever struggles you are facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it is affordable, and you will get 10% off your first month with the discount code GRACE. So why not get started? Go to betterhelp.com grace. Fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor that you'll love today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz.